Well, it seems just the way with Super Rugby these days. The season starts with a bang and a couple of New Zealand derbies light the competition's fire, but then there is a struggle to stay completely connected as its uh, rested players and lopsided encounters take the stage. And that is until the finals roll around and though and, and the, in, the intensity once again shifts back to a standard of rugby that is some of the best in the world. And that all starts tonight, of course, and boy, does Super Rugby need the Waratahs and the Blues to produce a spectacle. The hosts... Uh, the Chiefs, uh, of course, uh, and the host, the, the champions, uh, play tomorrow against the, the Reds. Uh, that's the first game, followed by the Drua, and uh, they have to head to Christchurch in Anta- Antarctic-like conditions. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow night as well, it'll be pretty chilly in Canberra, where the Brumbies host the Hurricanes. And I, that, I think, is uh, the main course of the diet. Justin Marshall, uh, the country's best in-game analyst, without doubt, uh, does some great work with us too here on SENZ is with us this morning. Uh, Justin, good morning to you. Good morning, Smithy. Uh, good to hear from you, mate. And yeah, you're right. Isn't it a interesting weekend of Super Rugby? What will the Aussies throw up? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I want to know as well. But first of all, uh, I want to know your reaction to becoming um, one of the initial inductees into uh, the Hall of Fame. I would imagine, uh, Justin, quite an emotional afternoon for you. Yeah, absolutely it was, uh, Smithy. I was very humbled. I was very proud um, to be one of the inductees into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, obviously working in TV and doing a bit of corporate work, I'm pretty used to uh, being in front of audiences and being on the stage. Uh, but I must admit, when I went up onto that stage in Christchurch uh, to receive uh, the accolade, um, and I looked out across the room and saw faces present, past, crusaders, even from the foundation uh members in 1996 uh, and family being there as well um, I didn't cope very well, to be perfectly honest uh, it, it was, uh, like I said, it was a very proud moment but equally the significance of it really came over me and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just very grateful to, to be part of such a, 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 an amazing club Yeah, it's cool, it's really really cool um, and we congratulate you on that, but of course as you mentioned you do a, a lot of work in terms of analysis and uh, commentary throughout the season. Overall, um, how have you rated, to this point, this super season? Yeah, it's been interesting, to be honest. I, I thought the first few rounds really dished us up some, some magnificent encounters. And, you know, with the law uh, variations, um, the ball in play a lot more, and the intent to speed up the game, um, I was really encouraged by the way that Super Rugby was trending. I just wonder whether or not, when you look at it, uh, we've kind of lost our way a little bit. That There now seems to be more patience around the scrums, a little bit more patience around lineouts, where they're allowing teams to sort of take their time a bit more. Um, we haven't seen once a kicker um, um, run out of time. Um, so... I just wonder the diligence that we were showing then, if we've just buttoned off a little bit, and so now we're sort of getting those pauses in the game that we're trying to extricate. But in general, look, it's, it is a, a right old battle when you get the New Zealand teams predominantly playing each other twice. Uh, I think what, what really struck a chord with me, Smithy, and maybe it's something we, we should look at uh, in the future, uh, is the only time that the Crusaders and Hurricanes played each other this season in Wellington was a belter of a game. It was the only time that they met. And I just wonder whether or not we need to dissipate the comp a bit that the contests become a one-off each year, either home or away, 
and it's all in. You don't get a second chance or a second crack at that team. Um, so that's sort of my general opinion of how it's unfolded. And then again, you've got every New Zealand team apart from the Highlanders in the finals. So the Aussies haven't really fronted, and unfortunately, neither is Moana Pacifica. So, okay, so just say, for instance, uh, New Zealand teams win all four of these quarterfinals, and I'm predicting uh, they'll probably win the first three, and it'll be the Brumbies, Kane sorting out the last one. Uh, what are you thinking, I mean, you know the psyche too, of the Australian and their intellect, etc. Um, I just wonder what Hamish McLennan and uh, Phil War, who you uh, know pretty well, I'm sure, coming in in the CEO's role, will make of the future of their involvement. Yeah, it's a very good point, Smithy. And they, they must be looking at it thinking, you know, particularly in the last, you know, three or four years, the Australian teams have really struggled to compete they, they have a massive issue over there with obviously the sports that they have to compete against. And then equally they have, you know, um, some pretty powerful guys that are involved in the game, like Forrester down um, at the force who can back a team um, and fund it. Uh, and then so he has the ability then to keep that team in the competition. Um, because my thought process is they, 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 they are a nation that needs to basically amalgamate their talent. Um, you know, they need to make stronger squads so that they've got better depth, uh, make them more competitive so that when an Australian team comes to New Zealand, you know that they're going to have the ability to win. Now, what that does when you're sitting at the very top, like McLean and, and, and War and Co., is it, it makes then that talent compete against each other internally in, say, three super teams. And when they have to compete, it makes a player better. He doesn't get a jersey just because there's not enough depth or there's not enough talent in that jersey. He has to work hard to get on the pitch in Super Rugby each week. So all of a sudden, everything gets better and stronger. And they become better internationally and they become more competitive at Super Rugby. Rightio, talking of being uh, competitive then, uh, Justin, let's look at these um, quarterfinals beginning tonight. Blues, Waratahs. Uh, the Blues have, um, I think, uh, flattered to deceive at times. They haven't quite had the, the wonderful season they had last year going into the playoffs, but they're there. And, um, gee, Mark Talia's form has been amazing. Yeah, it has been. You're absolutely right. All, the, the firepower that they've got throughout their side, they have, if I look at the Blues and break them down, but they probably have the best amount of X factor in their team bar only the Chiefs, really, of individuals that can spark a game. It's just about them getting unity and consistency, you know, and they haven't really had that this year. Obviously, they've lost to Pilotu now in the middle row. They've had their issues in the back row, um, which are constantly changing in around there. They were missing Akira Ioane for a long period of time, so they haven't really had a balance there. They've opted for Riccatelli now, um, you know, so the front rows have been a bit disjointed. Barrett's been out a bit. Um, and then they've had their problems in the midfield with the 12, and they've opted on Bryce Heem. If you look at the rest of it, they're pretty consistent. Now, Peter Fett has been missing. So, look, all those names that I'm reeling off are all talented, aren't they? But they haven't had consistent combinations. Um, if they can start to find that from last week to this week and then going forward, they're, the team that, they're a team that's very, very capable. I expect, having looked at the Waratahs side, that the Waratahs will they'll formulate some resistance but their current form has been pretty abysmal in losing last week, just typified that. So I would imagine the Blues should win that reasonably comfortable. Chiefs, um, I'll th look at last year's season and, and say 
Look, the Blues won everything. They won everything apart from uh, when they really needed to win it at the end. We're sitting in a similar sort of situation here. Mm. We're the form horses, but, and I'm not sure the Reds have got the firepower to, to end their run here, but they've got to be wary. Yeah, the good thing for them is they won't be complacent, but you're, you're absolutely right. They've been the standout team of the competition, the most consistent. Uh, they beat the Crusaders twice. Uh, you know that, that that that's not an easy feat by any by any team in the last decade. So to do that shows that they've got quality, they've got depth, and they've actually got a bit of resilience as well. Um, you know that they can at times fight their way back from being behind and win games. That's what that's what really good teams do: have an off day and still win. The only blip in the radar was, ironically, the game against the Reds, where. Mm. I guess maybe they were a bit complacent. They made a few changes, but they really got caught with their pants down in that game. Good thing for them. You know, Clayton McMillan wouldn't have accepted that result. Uh, they won't be in that frame of mind again. But I expect them Smithy, to go through all the way to the final um, and, and uh, host the final. Um, they're that good. And they showed their depth last week going to Perth. Difficult place to go. Nothing on it for them. And still came away with a comfortable win. That's a classy side. Right, your uh, Crusaders, uh, of course, uh, hosting the Drua and uh, talk about um, repercussions after a first uh, first up loss there. Uh, for the Drua, unfortunately, mm. they're going to go from 30-plus degrees in Lotoka to pretty much zero in, in uh, Christchurch. We know how they react to that from time to time. Uh, I think a bridge too far for them this time round, but a worthy season second up. Absolutely. You know, what a great story, a success story to... To make the eight um, and you know, have huge improvements from where they were, <coughs> excuse me. And their their set piece has come a long way. We've all always known they've got firepower. You know, going going to the Crusaders is never easy. And, and saying the and saying the fact that yes, it's going to be cold and 25 degrees off what they used to, the dew won't bother them because they're used to playing with a wet ball. Because of the other side, uh, rather than dew, it's obviously slippery with uh, sweat. So handling won't be a problem for them. As long as they can put their thermals on, Smithy, I think they'll be okay. Mm. It won't be conditions that are way out of the stratosphere for them. But, you know, the Crusaders, again, um, yeah, having lost to them, they'll be smarting from that. They would have learned a lot about how they played that day. Scott Robertson, he's too astute a coach to, to let that um, happen again. And, yes, still a great story. Let's hope... We see a couple of classic Endure uh, tries uh, on Saturday night, and they really put up a, a decent fight, but I don't expect them to win. No, I don't either. I'm sorry. Um, but I don't quite know the outcome of the, the fourth mm. and final quarter final. I really don't. I look, I've looked at this. I've studied the two sides, and I think to myself, this is the one up for grabs here. Um, vitally important for Australian rugby that Brumbies prosper, but the Hurricanes are that kind of team. You wouldn't put it past them. No, you wouldn't. So I can probably um, quite confidently guess that you haven't got this game in any of your multis for the weekend, Smithy. Um, neither would I, to be perfectly honest. Correct. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, thank you. Uh, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, look, in my mind, the side that is in better form at the moment is the Hurricanes. Look, yes, they beat the Crusaders, but equally I thought they were pretty competitive against the Blues, given that they had all blacks out. Um and the Brumbies have been on a steady decline. They really have. Uh, you know, they're, they're winning when they win. They're winning ugly. Uh, they're, they're massive fluctuations in the game where they drift off and they concede points. Um, you know, they're, they're not quite there at the moment. They can't decide who their 10 is. Um, 
from week to week and they, they, they fluff around with their nine as well between Lonigan and also Nick White and the Lucys have been all over the shop so I think the Hurricanes are a team in better form playing better rugby and I expect them to win Wow, okay, big call Rightio, let's uh, look at the nine jersey specifically because uh, in action, and I mentioned in the, the sermon that this is the time where traditionally the All Black selectors really sit up and take notice because these are the pressure games. Finlay Christie, the Blues, Brad Webber, the Chiefs, Cam Roygaard. Um, looking at, uh, we're still looking at uh, probably Aaron Smith plus two, are we? Or do you think it's more defined than that? Oh, I think you're right. <clears throat> um, I absolutely think Aaron Smith, you know, obviously he's the incumbent, he'll be there. And Brad Weber and Finley Christie have been the lieutenants in the last couple of years. Uh, TJ Perianata, obviously, we still haven't seen him. We don't know what uh, the conversations between him and the All Black selectors are um, and whether or not he'll be in the mix. But in my mind, we need a foil to the three that I've mentioned, which is Finley Christie, Brad Weber, and Aaron Smith. They have slight idiosyncrasies that are different in their games. Um, you know, I think Brad Weber's the best supporting nine in the country. Um, Aaron Smith, without doubt, is a Christmas passer, and Finley Christie's just more robust. He kind of, he just harasses, uh, and he's he's got all the all the skills of the other two. But the foil is the the Kerbalo, the Pedernada, and Roy Gard. The only other one in the country that does that is Fakatava, but I think Roy Gard is just he's surpassed him this year. He's he challenges defenders. Um, you know, he he has the ability. Um, to open a game uh, and, and to take on players like none of the other three. And I think he's, still, he's learning, but I think he's a better game driver at the moment than Fakatava in terms of knowing the game better and playing in the right areas. So I feel we need a player like that in the All Blacks to, to offer that point of difference to our attack and to challenge defenders and show the opposition something completely different in that jersey. Yeah, he's had a hell of a season. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, and just finally, uh, how how closed in terms of their thinking? Do you think uh, Ian Foster and Joe Smith and Co. Jace Ryan? Do you think they're still pretty open minded at this point of the season, or are they pretty much done? Happened to bump into them, and you'll know this well, Smithy, because you've been with me many times after the Crusaders Hurricanes game. Uh, went to the Ridges Bar to have a cold beer and. Um, basically break down the game and, and have a chat with uh, Nisbo and uh, we, we bumped into Ian Foster actually and uh, he was there with Jace Ryan and um, his selectors and uh, we kind of asked him how it was going and uh, he did say yep, no, we're pretty much uh, there we're, or we're getting there, there's not, not much that we um, have to fill spaces for now so yeah, they, they seem like they're a long way down the path uh, and Pretty, pretty uh, ready to select their team. There'll be the odd one that they're still looking at, but in general, he felt that they are in, in a good place. So that was really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, which doesn't perhaps give uh, too much hope to the, uh, the, I don't know, the Devin Flanders, uh, Braden Uasi type player who you would imagine are going to have to wait for the next campaign. Yeah, look, I, I would imagine that the nucleus is there. Um, he did say that they were allowed to take, I believe he said, don't quote me because it was two, I was two beers in, Smitty, um, 36 players for the rugby championship, which um, it, it was only 36 or 34, it was definitely in the 30s, which gives them the, the ability to trial a few players because that's around about what you take for a walk. So, you know, maybe there's that option that they have got a big, bigger group of players that they're looking at and there's a pool of them that are sitting there 
in that little group of maybe six to eight um, that usually aren't in their mix that they are looking at footy and seeing how they front up when it comes to knockout rugby. Two beers in, that's pretty early in the evening. Yeah, 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 it was, mate. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it, it was, it was very, it was very interesting um, looking at the dynamics of the game, um, chatting to him, thinking about the All Blacks and, and realising, you know, how close we're getting to the pointy end of the season. You know, France come uh, September um, is going to come up very, very quickly. So, yeah, the rugby season very much is starting to, to wind up for us, which is, very exciting with what we've got coming come September, October in France. Marshy, great to catch up with you. Uh, again, congratulations on um, uh, the Hall of Fame thing for the Crusaders. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Thanks, have buddy. great calls this weekend, mate. We'll catch up again soon. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good to talk to you.